Hey you, welcome to Drunk Art Review, the place where anyone from teetotal to blind ass drunk is welcome to give their honest opinions on all forms of art. We decided to record this episode over Instagram livestream, and to be honest, we loved talking to you guys, and the recording has a lot of the vibes of when Jenny and I first started this podcast back in the beginning of 2019. So we figured we'd give you a more or less unedited version. <laughs> With a little background music, of course. But to the one jerk who kept asking to see our boobs instead of being there to hear our somewhat intelligent waffling, we say fuck you. <laughs> because as we love and appraise the human form, we do not appreciate a prick, male or female, not reading the room, so to speak. Anyway, uh, Jenny and I are talking forgotten artists. Let's get into it. So, so I mean, now we're recording, um, and all these people are watching us on the live. <laughs> First time we've done this before, but that's because we haven't really been in you're the a, same room. You're a test so, subject. Yeah, you're here to enjoy. And the funny thing is, right, is that I didn't really do an extensive amount of research for mine <laughs> yet. I've done, I've, done a, I've done over a thousand word essay. Fucking hell. All right. Well, it's really interesting. You're gonna love this. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm you're gonna, gonna find her super badass. Oh, 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 I somehow caught a glimpse. Oh, that's because my screen is right in front of you. Yeah, and what? I'm really interested to figure out more what, yeah. <laughs> what you can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, guys, we're going to, obviously, if you follow us on our um, streams, uh, streams mm -hmm. on our um Instagram and on Twitter, you know that the theme this month is Forgotten Artists. Don't fall asleep too soon. We've still, we still got two more jobs to do after this. Um, the theme this month, we pick a theme every month. We talk about art and artists that go within that theme. This month it's Forgotten Artists, so artists that you might not have heard of and reasons why they might not be so well known. So there we go. That's the basic premise. She's so professional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm just like, hey, I didn't do my research. <laughs> are we recording an intro or are we just going to... Oh, well, I mean, okay, so, all right. Are we recording a separate <laughs> intro? <laughs> or do you just want me to go in with it? Welcome to Drunk Art, the place where anyone from teetotal to blind ass drunk is welcome uh, to, give this, to give their honest ass opinions about all forms of art. She's now, Rosie. <laughs> yes, I'm Rosie, and this is Jenny. And we host this wonderful show, as you already know. <laughs> but obviously, Jenny just told you, but this month is all about forgotten artists. And I mean, I have a little bit of a professional swing on my talking. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and obviously we did a live where we, get to, we got to discuss about like, you know, how art gets lost within history. And, you know, we, we forget about the people who have created things and get lost just through names, mm. um, as well as just like uh, ephemeral art too. Like uh, art that's meant to be. Uh, yeah, like Andy Goldsworthy when he yeah. creates his natural art pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even Banksy too. I mean, yeah. he, he makes artwork especially uh, to dissolve mm. or when at auction when at auction um oh the one that's shredded, shredded yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i told you i've told you about my story about i think i met Banksy. yeah you've told in fact you've told us on one of the lives before have i have i told it on our episode though uh, i don't know but you definitely told it on a drunk art live <laughs> also i just want to in the intro rosie said jenny just told you that we've spoken about did you? Did you? Squatting episodes. But just a premise for the people listening to the episode, we're actually doing a little tester here. We're recording and also streaming live so people can get a little bit of background when we're doing live. So mm -hmm. that's what she means when people have already, I've already <laughs> told people. <laughs> and we've got, a we've got a grand three people watching. But you know what? If you guys were here, that would be amazing. You know, yeah. three people watching what we were doing. Yeah, listening to what we were doing. That'd be fucking amazing. And it kind of it, it goes up between three and four. I'm like, ooh, ooh. Like one other person who's, who's tuning in. <laughs> I know. My, clearly, my brother, because um, he's in a caravan <laughs> and his son's asleep. So <laughs> he's like, what can I tune into? It's Friday night. Okay, my oh, sister's yeah, party love. animal. Party animal. <laughs> tune in into us too. You okay, poor thing. I mean, uh, Anthony. What? <laughs> How much uh, rum have you already had? Vodka? Vodka's your thing right now, right? <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, he's still on. Uh, but, but, 
Balrumata. I cannot pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. However, I do love your artwork. The fact that you're still here, though, I love that fact. Um, so yes. Also as well, don't you love this outfit? This is I, Rosie's dress, I just chucked it on because the shirt I had on wasn't stretchy enough and uncomfortable, you know, because I'm going to get drunk and like do stupid shit. And I, I dressed, I dressed Jenny. But there's something wrong with my tassel. I know, it's I mean, it, like, no, it's disappeared into oh, no, no, the no, sleeve. No, no, no. Oh, oh, no. oh no. It's alright, you keep talking. Okay. I'll sort the tassel out. Alright. That. I mean, that, oh my god. That's a... I mean, I might have to take it out and do it with a safety pin. Oh. Yeah, my no, my my, my anxiety <laughs> of the of, of like those threads like go through, go through the roof. <laughs> just because whenever I wear them, if it, they disappear, I'm like, oh my god! You do just know you put a safety pin on one end and feed it through the I channel. I know, but still, but still. Anyway, um, no faith in me. <laughs> vodka, yes. Oh, oh, hey Ben. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you don't know. I I, uh, I lived with Ben for a while. He's Hi so ben. great. University friend. We both live in London and I so enjoy your stories. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to just pull this out. Oh my god. Okay, okay. All right, you can sort it out later. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'll cry right Sorry, now. Perfect. Mm. I'll fix it. It's <laughs> oh, look, lovely elf. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is actually a dress that I'm wearing it with jeans. We're totally rambling. I know. Okay, yeah. All right. Okay, so <laughs> back to the main episode. Hey Ben, there he is. <laughs> this is going to be such a different main episode. Yeah, because all the last ones we've had like loads of guests and they've been like professional <laughs> sound editing. This is like original drunk art review, like complete. I know. Show. I think I should do the thing where I um I show you the artwork and you like you know yeah ooh, like ooh, an original ours. drunk yeah, art review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go okay. For it. All right. Well, because mine is a bit, is a bit shit because of my. <laughs> Shall I go first? <laughs> I think I should go first. Always. Um. Okay, so where is where 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 are where are the where are, where are those notes? Um, okay, so if I can see see through my computer. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Okay, right. Where where is she? Sorry, I'm just gonna fix my sleeve while you're talking. I like that she's using my like hundred pound pen to oh, do is that. What this is. <laughs> It's my, uh, it's my iPad Pro pen. My God. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I trust I mean, I can you. Get another pen. I, no, 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 no. I trust you. I'm just gonna throw it out the sodding window. Oh. Okay, so we're talking about forgotten artists, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I actually had three that I wanted to wanted to discuss. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'll do the I'll do like two others in like little excerpts okay. for the rest of the episode. Okay. But each one of them. Uh, is epitomized in a film. Okay, like trust Rosie for film work. <laughs> and I mean, are I, we surprised? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. You, you guys know I love, I love the movies. I love films. I love documentaries. I consistently put things on while I'm working. It's just something that happens. I just it works yeah. another part of my brain as I, I. I guess it's like disconnection from what I'm drawing to what I'm listening to. Mm -hmm. It just it just makes everything better. Anyway, so. I remember watching this film when uh, I was uh, uh, 23, um, and this film was out in 2013, mm -hmm. and it's called Finding Vivian Meyer. Never heard of it. Yeah, see, but this is the thing! <laughs> so, in... In two... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I want to be on the camera, but I also <laughs> want to, like, read my notes. You know you could reposition the microphone. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> oh dear. In 2007, um, Vivian Mayer, aged 81, uh, missed on like paying on some payments for like a storage locker, you know, like a unit. You okay. know, yeah. I mean, uh, I know I have. Yeah, one. <laughs> I was gonna say like you have one. I have one. Yeah, like where you stash things that like you know, like all my old stuff from my house that I haven't mm -hmm. put into yeah. any place yet. Uh, or, you know, like newspapers and all the potentially other things you acquire throughout your life um, that you have no place for. Um, and the whole unit was filled with boxes, briefcases and shelves full of photographs okay. and, and negatives. Some having never been developed. So tell who's Vivian Meyer? Like, no, no, um, 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 okay, um, sorry, um, apologies, get, I'm apologies. There. I'm getting there for the story. Okay. <laughs> I love that you're just trying, you're just trying to picture I'm amazing at multitasking, by the way. 
Okay, so like I said, 81 in 2007. Yeah. In 2008, some of her work was... Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Okay, so, right. Storage locker? Storage locker. And, right, so this storage locker, you know, she missed payments of it, mm-hmm. uh, and they always do like a, an auction. Yeah, like a warning. Yeah, they, they do it. Was this in America? Because yeah. they auction them off quite a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's quite so immediate in the English ones. Normally what they do is put a lock on them so you mm-hmm. can't go and get yeah. stuff out. Well, in America, they're just money, 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 right? So, yeah, I suppose. You know. So anyway, yeah, like she missed a couple of payments, so mm-hmm. like, you know what, bitch, no, we're gonna sell your shit. So they Great. did like an auction. Uh, rude. <laughs> I know! Very rude! Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, <laughs> and uh, so they did an auction um, and bear in mind she was 81 mm-hmm. she was in a home at this point um, having f- fallen uh, and knocked her head on some ice so she wasn't really with it no wonder she, she hadn't paid her damn bills like that's not I know, fair yeah, yeah, and, shitty in it yeah and before that like she'd been uh, sort of falling into destitution kind of thing so she'd you know just been like ha- in housing and things like that but anyway so like I say she's 91 2007 mm-hmm. Um, and her storage unit gets sold. Yeah. And suddenly, like, uh, I mean, like, a guy, a, a curator, like an art collector, um, what was he called? Uh, John Maloof. Never that that cool. is a real name. Maloof. <laughs> oh, and it, Maloof. I like the way it's spelt the way it sounds. Yeah. Literally spelt the way it sounds. <laughs> yeah, Maloof. Uh, so, John Maloof, uh, he is like, he just goes and tries to, he, he collects things that he thinks might be worth something, mm-hmm. you know. And he makes a bid and he collects a whole bunch of shit from this locker. Okay. Same as two other people as well. Um, and anyway, so he goes through this and he's like, oh my god, like, there are, there are over like, well, he then discovers that there are over like 18,000 pictures. Like, I can't even comprehend how what that would look like. <laughs> I know, 18,000 pictures, some uh, developed, some not, like all like within their canisters. And these are from like, you know, uh, the 50s onwards, like, mm. you know, um, and and the story goes on to show that this, this woman had just been walking around Chicago, taking street photography. She was a lot like Diane Arbus, who oh, I've mentioned yeah. before, yeah. Um, and uh, Sorry? Is it Infer, the film? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and uh, so, like, uh, she, she would just be, she'd be going around all, like, the slums, and, you know, she didn't... Uh, just photographed everything. Yeah, she just wanted to fo- photograph everything. She just everyday life and normal people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was just going around, like you know, snapping here and snapping there. Sorry, me knocking uh, the laptop there. And uh, John Maloof was like, "Oh my god, like who? Who is this woman?" Like she, he, he googled. He tried to find out who this woman was. Nowhere <laughs> was she like documented, mm. except maybe like you know, sort of, uh, I don't know, like a a small like. You know, lo- like newspaper clipping of something which yeah. is like very very normal local nothing to do with her photography yeah, like, stuff like local woman is yeah rescues a cat from a tree something like that i mean I, i'm not sure if she rescued a cat but i know i'm just making you know what now. if she did well done um, i like her even more if she rescued a cat from a tree <laughs> yes yes anthony remembers this it is amazing photography i'm going to show i'm going to show jenny in a minute Hey Ben! You know what? Restrictions are lifting. We should go to a museum together. He's an artist. He's great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I do all the Twitter networking. I yeah, know who everyone is. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's great. <laughs> well, anyway, so yes. Um, so, uh, like I said, he discovers all these, these, these photographs, and he's like, "Fucking hell!" Like, wow. And he is like a, a curator of. Uh, mm photography and museums and things like that um and still pretty young like you know he's he doesn't have like a huge name for himself or anything no but um, i mean that doesn't really matter does i know really it really doesn't matter especially like in the social media sphere like if you've got something then you should just sell it and it can reach people but anyway um so the the real cut that happens here um is the fact that so her work was then published by a different person who had mm. bought stuff from that locker um, in 2008, um, but but there was no acclaim. Like it didn't didn't reach anyone, you know. Um, okay. And then in uh, 2009, in October, 
John Maloof decided to attach all these photographs to his Flickr account and with and the, and then with an article and share it and 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 then suddenly it went viral. Like it was amazing. Like everyone everyone loved this artwork. Just the right time and the yes, right place. Yes, and honestly, like it it really like the the type of photography that she did takes. Did she like know that this was going on? Did anyone contact her? No, no, her? no. So so the Fucking thing. Men, <laughs> sorry boys, but <laughs> well, you see the thing is right. Um. Uh, she, like I said, she at this point was in a home. Yeah. Um. She was eighty-one. Mm-hmm. Uh. Actually, at this point, she was eighty-three. Okay. Um. And she subsequently died in April, and the thing didn't go live and viral till October that, that makes year. Me sad. I know. She didn't know how wonderful she. Well, I mean, I hope she knows she knew yeah. that she was wonderful, but like how appreciated her artworks were. Yeah. But the thing is, right? So. He then goes and delves further. He wants to find out more about this wonderful artist. Mm. Um, and he discovers uh, the people that she had nannied. Ooh. Yeah. That's yeah. always going to give a good insight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it turned out that she had never like tried to you know, sell her artwork or, oh, wow, well, well done, well done. Do you want me to tie that up? Yes. yes. Okay. I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This makes me so happy. Um, oh, it's really wonky. Let me pull this one. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, Fine break. Mind break. Tie me up, bitch. Tie me up. <laughs> oh, if I move too much, the chair squeaks. <laughs> right, I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do not on this. So Thanks, guest. Oh one. Oh one. Is this just me? Thank you. She does, doesn't she? You're right. You're not wrong. They're better in a bra, but you know what? Natural's great too. Sure is that is that enough? Is that enough space in there for you? Yeah, loosen up. It'll be fine. I can loosen up now. I did a double knot. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Carry on talking. <laughs> oh, look, Tom's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway. Artwork. Yes. Uh. So. Yes, she was a nanny. Um. And they found some of the people she nannied. They found the people that she'd nannied. But the thing is, right, like. She clearly had such an effect on these people that she had like nannied for forty mm. years. Well, not forty years, but she was a nanny for forty years. Um, that they were the ones who, you know, had cared for her to, to get her into like a, a care home, like a nursery, you mm-hmm. know, like to like, to care for her after Take she'd had that full. Yeah. Um, but the thing Did is, she right? Have any family then? She had a mother, but her dad um, just like disappeared. Like okay. yeah, uh, like her, uh, she'd lived half of her life like back and forth between like uh, France and Chicago, okay. like back and forth, back and forth. But all of her photography really was from Chicago, um, and uh, they did like a, there was like a censor, uh, you know, on those censorships, you know, when mm. they like you know count where everyone is. Yeah, and at a certain oh, time, a, a census, a census. That's it. Not fucks. a censorship. A uh, fuck's sake. Yeah. So a, a, a census. Hold on a minute. I just need to interrupt. Guest 0101, this isn't the time or place to be talking about Rosie's boobs. If you want to go and look at some boobs, then I suggest going and paying one of our wonderful sex workers who work very hard and are glorious. This is not the feed for this. (laughs) And to be honest, it's the camera angle, really. And everyone has them, for fuck's sake. Even men. Yeah, true. Yeah. Which is the point, men, check your boobs in case you get breast cancer. Um, <laughs> yeah, this isn't the feed to be talking about our tits. Uh-huh, yes. But hello, Tom. Don't mind you. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, my story. So, there is a point to this. Census. Any- yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, the sen- they did, like, a census, and so that's how they know that the, the father, like, disappeared. And so, um, the her mother, like, they moved from Austria to Chicago. And from there on, um, they they moved with like another photographer, like mm-hmm. who was like a famous photographer. Apparently, I can't, can't I didn't do my research, so I don't really remember who it was. <laughs> um, but uh, I think that's really where she discovered her love for photography. Yeah. But the thing is, right? She never showed her photography to anyone. So it was like she just cont- that she just yeah. So so this is like uh, Vivian Vivian Mayer Maya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maya? Maya? I'm terrible at pronunciation. I'd anyway. say Maya yeah. with an I in it like yeah. that. Um, and 
she never wanted to show her photography to everyone which gives you this whole other perspective on the idea of like you're truly making artwork just for yourself it, it's so pure it's so natural it's so a need you know um and i think with vivian Meyer, mayer <laughs> um the 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 children that she um would nanny uh said that they would take they would take them she would take them uh to all the different parts of chicago like downtown she wouldn't discriminate she'd go to like you know the, the back ends of mm. places like you know Which a lot of the black community a lot of black community a lot of the other places and and because of that um they said how how wonderful it was you mm. know like how uh, it really opened up their mind and she spoke to them as if that there was no um, uh, prejudice. Yeah. Uh, the fact as I imagine. That, yeah. yeah. And I think that there can be a prejudice as well when, especially like in the, the 50s or whatever, 50s, 60s, um, there'd be a prejudice with talking with children and not like acknowledging them as people. Yeah. I mean, it still you know? happens today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But way more rife back then too. So how drunk are we? One, I am two double. Well, this is empty. Needs to be filling. But I'm gonna finish my story first, and then I'm gonna redo it. <laughs> <laughs> two doubles. Go on, you got some catching up. Oh, there's some competition going on in the comments here. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, right. The main thing about this is the fact that we have artists that are purely making things, taking phot photographs, uh, channeling what they love, regardless of uh, being, having a claim for it. Yeah. And if anything, that if that is so pure, that's so, so much more human than the idea of having a claim, it's I think. It's so important to social history as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's given... I mean, we have this idea... I mean, I watched a really interesting thing by Lucy Worsley the other day. You probably know she's this crazy historian. She's brilliant. <laughs> and she was saying in the programme that I was watching that history is told in a way, depending on which historian is telling it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so totally it, subjective. It, exactly. <laughs> so to have photographs of everything, not just, like, the idealised version mm. of, like, her life, but also all the things that she went and took photos of is like such an eye-opener to social history for like people that might not, you know, mm. understand the era or understand yeah. the area. Do you know what I mean? It's like a crucial part. And I think people forget that about art in general. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, it, it's a way of uh, digesting mm. uh, your worldview, I think. Um, and I'll show you some of her stuff in a minute. Yes, but <laughs> She really did. She, she was unafraid to just like reflect exactly what she wanted to see. It wasn't about the beauty. It wasn't about anything else. It was just about like what she's seeing um, and the beauty or the crassness within that. Mm. Um, but the, the main thing is, right, is that you guys can go and fucking watch a movie about it because the guy who found all these like uh, photographs or anything um, about Vivian Meyer he decided to make a documentary called Finding Vivian Meyer. Um, and it's the one movie that he made, documentary, and it's fucking incredible. Like, it's so good. And it talks about her history and it, and it just shows so much breadth. And the fact is, like, she was undiscovered until 2007. And then she died two years later and she didn't get any fame until 2009. Like... She, so I suppose it wasn't that for her. She wasn't she, after yeah, that. Yeah, she, she just did it because she liked it. And the great thing as well, like she would adamantly collect like the newspapers of the times that she was taking photographs of. She'd make audio recordings of the people that she was photographing. In the same way that Diane Arbus would like, you know, she would have sex with the people that she would photograph because she was like, that opens the door up and you, you know what I mean. Um, and, you know, it's just, there are these beautiful pockets of people that like just... They're not out there to get acclaim. They're not out there to get really famous. They're just there to experience life and enjoy it and to pass it on to, in her case, the children that she was um, looking after. Mm. And they had such a wider view of the world because of her. And I think art, I mean, I'm gonna be very, very philosophical mm. here, but I think art is the 
paramount way of doing that. It's the easiest way of showing something without having to describe it or make it political or anything like that. It's just digesting, you know? So that was uh, me with all without my notes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what did you, you think? Was that alright? Did you want another topper? I do, yeah, I do. She's but... just gonna pour herself some wine. <laughs> did you Did you enjoy what I was saying? Was I just waffling? Oh, was you like... can have your pen back, by the way. You're really expensive. I, I know, yeah. It's like <laughs> thanks. I didn't actually use it in the end. Did you not? No, yeah, I was too like... busy using my fingers. What? 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 Here we go. <sighs> There's yeah. a line up of things over here. Um, if you didn't tune in earlier, um, we are doing a little kind of video thing for uh, Tiger Gin. Do you want to pass me the little gin bowls and we'll show them? So, Tiger Gin. Oh! Oh my gosh, it's Whoa! <laughs> Fucking what? So, Tiger, Tiger Gin, were, uh, they reached out to us on Twitter and sent us some freebies. Rosie's got a couple as well. But they sent us some freebies and we're going to do a little video for them. So, we've got to be drinking gin cocktails later. So, this is going to get messy. <laughs> But we have like, you know, fresh strawberries and shit. <laughs> yeah, because that makes it healthy if you put fruit in your cocktails, oh, right? Yeah, right? It does, it does. Yeah, so thanks Tiger Jim for sending us freebies. So we've got to film a little bit for that later. And uh -huh. also we're going to film our first kind of thing for our YouTube channel, which is going to be an art challenge. So that will probably be chaos as well. Yeah. Well, you know, we've still got half Watch bottle of space. wine and gin to go, so... There's so much. No, I'm good because I'm going to start talking in a minute. And yeah, you don't want popcorn I need, I need a clear gob. Yeah, see, this kind of gives you a background into what actually goes on when we're recording an episode because, like, there's so many, like, bits that Rosie edits out and makes us sound wonderful. <laughs> but there's so much, like, shit that goes on. Oh, yeah. And bollocks. The... You know, that's a mirror. Uh, the, the recording generally takes about two hours. <laughs> oh. And she has to edit it down to, like, an hour. Yeah. I'm yeah. amazed that even six people are here, do you want? Just listening to us waffle on a Friday night. Please don't start doing ASMR again. Oh, my God. Ooh. No. I'm so sorry if you've got that thing where you hate hearing people chew on the episode. I hope the Instagram folks can't hear it. <laughs> oh dear lord. I'm very sorry that I waffled so much on Instagram. You waffle. Inter did you actually, did you understand my story? Yes. Okay. It might be because I've had lots of wine too, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, alright. Ah. So what you were saying earlier about people being like scrubbed out of history. Mm. And um, there's something I'm gonna, and I'm um, sorry, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make myself laugh. Here. So, what you were saying earlier about people being scrubbed out of history. So, there's an article about Roman art that my mum sent me, and I'll share a bit about it on the Instagram stories. Mm. And there was this trend in Roman, you know, circles, and well, in just like Roman culture in general, mm. that if somebody had been like dishonoured or they didn't like them. They literally scrubbed their name out of all the historical <laughs> things at the time. They turned them in. a little bit like Egypt as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So or was this more of like so a dishonour thing? They're like, I don't like you. Blech. Yeah, you know, so if they didn't like somebody or someone had done something wrong or like, you know, someone in power wanted to get rid of someone else, mm. they'd go through... Because, I mean, you know how, like, you know, how uh, methodical everything was done in Roman, ancient Rome. They were so on it, weren't they, as a culture? Mm. So they, but they would literally go through and get rid of everything from the records. So there could be people in Roman history <laughs> that we have no idea ever existed because they were scrubbed from the records by other Romans. Like Jesus Christ! I mean, honestly, like, really, if I mean, to be honest, if you die, then fine, whatever. People who are living are gonna have the autonomy over whatever happens, right? Um, so this happened while people were alive as well. The name scrubbing thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that like a punishment. That is such a dishonor. Like, yeah. Like I don't know how I exist. Dishonor on you. Dishonor <laughs> on your cow. I hope you know what I'm coming. Dishonor on you. <laughs> dishonor on your cow. <laughs> so good. Love a good Disney reference. I know. Can I quickly show you some Vivian Meyer stuff? Yeah, you haven't actually shown me yeah. any of her work. Don't, don't, don't look yet. Don't look. Okay. Right. Uh, hold on. I'm just gonna. Have you not already them. Googled? This is how old I did, but then I, you know. Can you close the window? All right. So, um, no, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go on website. Oh, look at the website. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Right. Can I look now? Yes, you can look. Look. Ooh, I love them. It's so dramatic. Vivian Meyer 
amazing. She's amazing. The actual term, what is it? Uh, proper candid photography. Yeah, yeah. She was all about just like, I love this one. And what was fantastic, going to see the film um, at Pitch House, you got like a stack of uh, postcards, and I've still got them. Like I, yeah, yeah. Like I love them, like uh, of her original uh, photographs. But they are just. They just tell the life of Chicago at that time, yeah. and the thing is, like, she was well, she was a world uh, traveler as well. Like, um, she got loads of, mo- she got some money from, like, I don't know, they sold like a, a farm back in Austria, mm. um, and she used that money to travel the world, and she took photographs wherever she went, and then she came back, and I don't know. So I was like, but the fact that she didn't want to share it with anyone, like, honestly, she just didn't. She didn't show any of her photos to anyone. <laughs> Crazy. But look, look at this, look at this. Such good, I Love mean, it. you guys can't see it, but we're gonna put it on the post later. But, oh, I love a pigeon. Oh, oh. She loves a pigeon. Yeah, and she would tend to use a Rollerflex, which mm-hmm. is like the most beautiful cameras, which, as I showed you fur, that's the camera that she uses. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to show you the artwork. They're glorious such wonderful you know slightly squared black and white framed photography amazing um oh uh, uh, oh this just makes me want to take photo Aww. well this is the kind of thing that you would do you'd just be walking around taking photos i know <laughs> yeah yeah so yes this is this is vivian meyer and i recommend and if you want like an amazing film that will uh, be something that you've not seen before. Watch that. Finding Vivian Maya. Um, so yeah. Love it. You, you tell me a story now. <laughs> okay, I've gone like old, old. I've gone even older. I did get a glimpse of your notes and I'm like, oh my god, she was in the National Portrait Gallery a while back. What? So, I'm gonna, I need to, I actually listened to some YouTube videos to make sure that I pronounce her surname right. <laughs> So, I'm going to be talking about Artemisia Gentileschi. Wow, you pronounced that good! Well, Girl, fine. well done. Fine. So, Artemisia Gentileschi. She was. Um, Say it again, sorry. Artemisia Gentileschi. <laughs> so, she was born 1593 and died around 1656. And, oh, who are you waving to? Waving at Joe. Jack. Hey. So, she was. Um, an Italian Baroque painter, and she was considered one of the most skilled of her time. Mm-hmm. The fact that she was a woman, though, at that time, whoa. I mean, that's a big whoa. thing. So, we're talking, you know, what, like, over 500 years ago now, this woman was born? I mean, anything before, I don't know, 50 years ago, you know, it's amazing that a woman got to, like, have the fucking limelight. I mean, she was, I mean, she was lucky <laughs> in, a, in a sense of her, I say she was lucky, the thing that happened was awful. Um, yeah, I don't know the story, so tell me. So she was one of the most skilled of her time, and she initially worked in a style similar to Caravaggio, yeah. which is one of the reasons Rock I thought with, you were... Uh, hmm. Yeah. And then she became known for being able to depict the female figure with great naturalism, so she ve- veered off slightly and went mm. a slightly different route So Caravaggio. she wanted to focus on women? Like within, Not even within that, just her art. actual style. I think mm. Caravaggio's was very... I mean, hers was still dramatic, but it had like a, almost like a softness to it in some ways. More, it's, more, as it was if, very natural. As if there was more light within the scene. I mean, Caravaggio was very much about like a, a chiaroscuro with uh, very much dramatic stage lighting. Yeah, yeah, and I think as well, the, the way the bodies were posed was even more soft, in a sense, if that makes sense. I mean, you can listen to our erotic podcast if you want to talk about sex. Just saying. Oh yeah, that's aimed at guest 0101. Like, <laughs> this isn't a live feed. There are some wonderful men. Oh. And, there's some wonderful men and women that do that kind of thing. Go and pay one of our wonderful sex workers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, uh, Balrumata. Bal- Balrumata. Bal- what? What is your actual name? Can I? Is there a name? Can I just call you like Bal? No, that, that, that's his name. It's Balrumata. I'm is terrible it, at it, names. It, I'm so sorry. Just rub his foot. I just. I wish there was. <laughs> He's a twat. Boy. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Um. Yes. Okay. So. Uh. Are you talking about Artemisa? No, I think he's talking oh, about the vi- film with vi- subtitles. Oh. Oh yeah yeah. Okay. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna type it here. Finding. Oh God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Vivian. Is that how you say her name? Yeah, that was it. Finding Vivian. That's the movie. <laughs> in the comments. If you look in the comments, that's the film that Rose yeah, is talking about. Yeah, I just, I just typed it. But carry on. Tell me the story. I'm curious. So... Where was I? Uh, I've lost my point. I've written quite a lot of words. I do apologise. I, went, essay, I, I went for it. <laughs> so, in an era where women had few opportunities to pursue artistic training, which we've already mentioned, Gentilischke yeah. um, was producing professional work by the age of 15. You know, so But like, that would have been like, you know, adult life, wouldn't it, for her? I mean, yeah. I mean, I still don't, you know. I mean, like, potato, back, back in the time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> potato, you, had, potato. if you hadn't got married by the time you were 18, you were considered a spinster. Uh, <laughs> and I hate that term, fucking... Like spit? No, it should be like fucking. No, I love the term spinster because that refers to women. That um, the the original term for spinster. Always like. Well, like the the definition of it, like when you actually do the research on it, they were rich women that weren't married, and they'd made their money from spinning, and they didn't need a man. So I like the term spinster. (laughs) You know that reclaim the word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a happy spinster. (laughs) So. Professional work by the age of 15, incredible, let's be honest. So, and women, oh, this was the other thing. She was the first woman to be accepted into the Florence Academy of Art. What? First woman ever to be accepted into the Florence Academy of Art. I I think my housemate went to that school. (laughs) She was the first woman to ever do it. So this is the incredibleness of the woman that I'm talking about tonight. So why don't more people know about her? I'll get into that in a little bit. Just give you a bit more background on her. So her father was the artist, uh, Razio Gentilushki, and he was a painter from Pisa. Mm-hmm. So Artemisia. Ooh, yeah. Pisa. Yeah. So she was introduced to painting in her father's workshop, and she showed so much more enthusiasm and talent than her brothers. Mm. So her father kind of took her under his wing. Well, it's just pa- it's the passion, isn't it? When yeah. You have passion. I don't mean to eat this by a microphone, I'm sorry. That's fine. If you hear crunching in the background, <laughs> Rosie's enjoying popcorn. Anyway. So her paintings feature women from myths, allegories, and the Bible, and her subject matter included warriors, victims, and suicide. So she, like like Caravaggio, would just paint yeah. anything, and even the things that maybe people want. So, you know, it well, could you be know, shocking. Yeah, well, that was always the thing. I mean, like, the real artists that we took note of, no dog, were the ones that pushed the barriers on, you know, social injustices or... <coughs> or... Uh, subjects that we wouldn't necessarily bring to the hmm. table. And as I said before, why do more people not know about her if she's this incredible? The first woman mm. that went into the Florence Academy of Art. You know, she was working. She was in the. She cir- was a woman. She was circling in. You know, she was in the circle yeah. of Caravaggio. Her father was a big fan of Caravaggio and spent time with him, I believe. You know, all this was going on. So her career was completely overshadowed as a artist by these events that took place mm. early in her life. So oh. Artemisia was mentored by another artist called. Agostino Tassi, who I, you know, I've never heard of. I had, but heard at of the that time either. was apparently hot shit. The Pope loved him. <laughs> apparently, the Pope loved this man Tassi. Honestly, if if the Pope gave his little anointment on whoever, they were the fucking shit. Benini was the same. The Pope loved him. Yeah, but and- we don't know him now. So this story almost <laughs> features two forgotten artists, but we'll okay. get on to that. All right, fair enough. So this artist Tassi was mm. hired by her father to tutor her. Yeah. And then one day while he was visiting Gentilishki and at her home, he waited until Artemisa was alone and then proceeded to rape her. For fuck's sake. So this was his young mentor that he had been hired to teach art to that was meant to be friends with her father and he attacked her. You know. So now we're getting into the reason why this all kind of went down. So at first, afterwards, because in the days, this is, you know, we're still talking about times when a woman... Well, you know, needed her purity and had to get married and that kind of thing. But also, it wasn't until recently uh, that if if uh, you got pregnant from a rape, it was God's will. You know, yeah, 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 it was it was God's will that you were raped and that a child was made from that. Not so. So the person who you know did the rape was never actually like accosted for it, like that was a fucking thing. But it's it's always, I mean, historically, you know. Mm. 
a man can sleep with however many women as he, women he wants, and he, oh yeah, the purity, the purity. It's always about a woman's purity. Yeah. For fuck's so, sake. Exactly. I, as I was typing this out, <laughs> I was like typing this out, and my mum was there, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna get Rosie so fired up. You wait for this, and my mum was like, what are you typing? I'm like, you wait. <laughs> it's gonna get us so fired up. Also, I, I already feel so angry. <laughs> Just a quick break. Hi, Chloe. Hey, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. We're filming an episode and we were just giving people a sneak preview of what we do behind the scenes when we film. Yeah. So it's like a surprise live. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we're recording it for our actual episode. But so this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and she's here in my house. Oh, <laughs> So going back yeah, to... Yeah, women and rape. Ugh. So at first, the father, Osario, knew about this and was really upset by it. But was Tass- he upset with her or him? No, he was upset with Tassie. Okay. Because obviously Good. he raped his daughter. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes they're so, just like, oh, the woman instigated it or no, whatever. No, no, her father was like well on board with her. Mm. He was oh. on her side. So at first, Tassie then promised Gentilishki, um, Osario Gentilishki, the father, mm. that he would marry Artemisia okay. to kind of like, you know, preserve like, her honour. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, Artemisia was silenced since her father knew of the matter, but then... It Wait, be- hold on. She was to marry the man who raped her? Yeah, to preserve her dignity, because it was that kind of time. It was that kind of time, you know? I knew this was going to get you so mad. But... Carry on. This then... It became clear that this was never going to happen, because at the time, Tassie was still married to another woman. Mm. Carry so, on. When that became clear, Osario was like, right, so not only have you raped my daughter, you're still married to this other woman. You're still married to this other woman and you're not going to marry my daughter, so you've taken her honour. So in 1612, he went to the authorities and accused Tassie of the rape and also of stealing his own paintings. Because remember, Osario is a very popular artist himself from Pisa. Did he, act- did he actually steal painting? Yeah. So oh, it was yeah. like a whole oh, thing. So oh not, my God. So not only did he go into this home... He stole purity as well as fucking paintings. Yeah, so he was just a bastard, essentially. Ugh. There's a reason he's been forgotten as well. So the transcript of the trial still exists. Oh, read, from, please read it to me. Well, I'll read, I'll read excerpts from it because yeah. it took months. Right. So the transcript of the trial still exists and every word of the court case survives. Every single word. I love it. The trial lasted seven months. Uh-huh. So that's a long ass trial. Mm-hmm. And Artemisia became the centre of attention in the worst way conceivable. So due to the laws of the time, so this was a law at the time where they lived, if she was not a virgin when she was raped, then then... Sorry. If she was not a virgin when she was raped, her and her family would not have been allowed to press charges. So if she'd have already slept with someone, for example, if she'd have been married and widowed, and then she was raped she by could, a different she, man... She could prosecute. She, no, she wouldn't be allowed to. She wouldn't be. No. Oh. oh my god. So she had to be a virgin to be able to prosecute someone for rape. So if you were raped after marriage, you could be. But then at that time, how, how would they actually perceive the fact well, we're going to get onto that and she's going to get even madder. So, uh, so this woman is incredible. Like, she's eight, I, I think she was 18-ish at the time. Hold on, I haven't calculated how old she was. So this was 1612 and she was born in 1593. So 1612, 1593. She was 17. Yeah, so 17, 18. So yeah. young woman. Right. <gasps> I know, it's okay. I knew this was going to get you fired up and she was incredible. I'll show you her art in a bit. Amazing. So, bearing in mind, if she wasn't a virgin, she wouldn't have been allowed to press charges. So she was required to prove her innocence. Oh yeah. Well, wait for it. So she was 18 at the time. I've written that in my notes. And because she was 18, she was allowed to be subjected to torture. Not only that, they did it live in the courtroom. I know. I know. So... What they did is something called Seville. And in fact, like not the, only like not the place, Seville. No, not Seville, Seville with a B. Seville. And uh, the, the judge actually advised this, which is a where ropes are wrapped around your fingers and tightened, like so tightly that like it causes like, can you imagine like cutting off circulation? So while this was going on, 
Artemisia was like in this chair having her fingers tightened and she was shouting at Tassie going, this is the ring you gave me and these are your promises because he'd promised he would marry her. She's like- Even even after the fucking rape? Yeah, you know, because it was meant to, you know, preserve her innocence. So she was like, these are the rings you gave me. This is the wedding ring you promised me. It's torture. And at no time was Tassie ever subjected to any kind of torture. And in defiance of him, she told him the thumbscrews that she wore were the wedding ring he promised her. And she was tortured until the judge was satisfied that her testimony was true. Rosie is so mad. So mad. So Tassie had initially denied the accusations, stating that never have I had a carnal relations or nor tried to have it with Artemisia. I've never been alone in Artemisia's house with her. And then later he claimed that he had visited her to safeguard her honour. Mm. And then the ensuing trial, the character of Tassie was brought to light. So all these other witnesses by Osario's side were then brought in to kind of prove that he's innocent. He wasn't this that he wasn't this upstanding character. And the amazing thing is, so remember earlier I said that he was still married. Yeah. He when he was meant to agree to marry yeah. Artemisia. Yeah. He'd been planning to murder his wife. She'd actually been missing for some months. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what a fucking prick. I know. And actually, it was believed that she'd been missing for so long because he'd hired bandits to kill her. He'd been engaging in adultery with various lovers. And he'd been earlier accused of raping his sister-in-law and one of his earlier wives. So he'd had many wives by this point. And it was also brought to light that he'd had been planning on stealing some of Azaria's paintings that Azaria accused him and of. Her dad was like, "You can marry her." Well, I mean, I understand. It's such I'm, a thing I'm at just, the time, isn't it? I'm just like, but he didn't know all of this background I, as well. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, today we have social media, we have private investigators, we have people who can find this shit out. Mm-hmm. People before I don't know a hundred years uh, could theoretically just like up and leave their life and start a new new thing you know they didn't even need a passport they didn't need a birth certificate they're just like you know what i lost mine in a, and- i lost mine in a fire just give me something new so i understand it however the fact that like a father would just believe a man so devoutly despite the fucking fact that he raped her his daughter just to be like oh yeah let's save her honor with the man who raped her. Yeah, that's real great shit to like do. I knew this. I knew this was going to get you mad. <sighs> and like I, I just I just she's such an incredible like heroine to this story though. So carry on with the story. Tassie was sentenced to 2 years at the end of the trial, but the ver- verdict was later annulled. <laughs> Rosie is ready to kill, kill someone. Kill some. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So she got the angry look. Yes, I do. So he sentenced to two years, the verdict was later annulled, but then he was later exiled from Rome. Uh, Caravaggio was too. But he was later believed that the real reason he was set free was because he was a favourite, like I said earlier. Uh... He was protected by the Pope. But his art, which was largely, you know, it was popular at the time, it's completely forgotten today. I could hardly find any... Because he was a fucking prick and you karma know. comes around. So not only, have we, not, not only are we talking about our, our main heroine of this story, Artemisia Gentilischki, who is a kind of forgotten artist of her time, considering what a wonderful, amazing person she was. We've also got this artist who is the villain in the story that has been truly forgotten. Forgotten. I'm so happy. Good. Fucking happy about that. So, being a woman, and like a lot of people at the time, not just women, she was illiterate and she was unable to write her version of events and she trained in art. But did did she paint them? Let me get onto that. So she turned to her work to portray her story and her Mm. paint became her own revenge essentially her paintbrush was her revenge so she painted a version of judith on holophones oh like caravaggio did yes, yes. and I'll show, I'll, i will show you the comparative artworks in a moment oh, i like art <laughs> so she had painted this image and unlike the men of the time who painted this subject and it's so strong oh yeah but this is like so she painted Judith with her servant waiting to collect the head. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. So men jo- generally painted Judith Cutting doing the head. head. And then the servant standing to one side waiting to yeah. hold it. In this version, in her version, the servant was shown to be this strong young woman actively participating in the attack. Like, would, and was she the him, one... Like, no, she was holding him down like it was a full-on fight, like it was rage and anger. And I, I mean, mean, that seems so much more real. Yeah. Not only that... 
Judith in the painting was thought to have been a self-portrait of Artemisia. Ah. And Tassie's face was then used in Holofern. So it was like a direct revenge. Fucking yeah. You can so just... she put her and Tassie, it was showing like the fight mm. of the trial in yeah. this story. So her works then showed a dramatisation of biblical stories to show what it was like to be a woman in the 17th century. Yeah. Her piece by Susa- of Susanna and the Elders in 1622, again, differed from the other artists at the time, which would generally be male artists. Mm. And she normally, when the male artists painted the Susanna and the Elders, two old men are generally shown spying on Susanna, hiding and looking from a distance. Yeah. But in Artemisia's version, she paints the two men being super up close, openly staring, voyeurs, unashamed of their actions and making no attempts to conceal their lust. Ironically though, like, that is the fucking, like, scenario of so much of, like, how people would perceive it. Like, they think, oh no, we're being discreet, we're being mm. hidden away, we're just spying from afar, mm. which is fucking creepy anyway. Mm. But, the fact that she is painting them, like, visceral, there, like, is... <laughs> Oh, thank, thank you, you for coming. We love that you like dropped by. We should do like a, a live stream with you sometime. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, like, uh, the idea of a woman bringing a man visceral up front mm. and like almost accusatory, uh, pointing the finger at the fact that they are looking, you know, it it really like brings to light the 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 mirroring. Well, in this of- case. Of like catcalling to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In this case, it was reflective of her own story because during the trial and everything that happened, there was also another man called Cosimo Corley, who was an accomplice of Tassie, who was also had who also lusted after her along yeah. with Tassie. So imagine this is Corley and Tassie are these two blokes. Tassie being the one that raped her and Corley is one of his friends. And they were lusting after her. Bearing in mind she was like not yet eighteen. Oh, and but I mean in that time. And they were lusting after, and he also had something to do with the rape itself, like he was an accomplice to it. Ah. So this Susanna and the Elders painting, with these two men lusting after, is like, again, a direct reflection, completely different from all the other artwork of that subject that was being done at the time. I mean, luckily for Artemisia, her story has a slightly more happy ending. So she went on to marry an artist called Pierantonio Titassi, who was an artist from Florence. Mm -hmm. And she became a successful court painter. She had five children, although only two survived by the time she left Florence. It's crazy how that happens, isn't it? They just like pump them out and see how many survive. Yeah, and with no no birth control. So, you know, if she likes sex, no birth control. And pulling out isn't birth control. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact for you. <laughs> a lot of lasting in this story. Got a lot of, got a lot of last lasting. What do you mean? Tell me more, Aaron. Uh, he, he did he did the publishing for Saffron. Oh, lovely! Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool because they, they they do books and they he sends them out to like pe- like kids in hospitals. Oh, that's I lovely! Know. So lovely! Yeah. Right. Where was I? Oh wait, uh, lusting. Oh, oh yeah, there was. There was so yes, much lusting. A lot of lusting in this. In fact, there was so much more lusting that while she was married to her husband, she embarked on a passionate relationship with a nobleman called Francesco Maria Maringhi. I hope he was hot. Well, apparently her husband knew about it and he tolerated it due because uh, Maringhi provided like loads of financial support because I don't think her husband was as well of a known painter as mm. she was because she was so acclaimed. Yeah. And also, time. you know what? Like, come on. Like relationships are dynamic when they have this idea that like you know i mean sure yeah if you're if you're into just like single single cool fine i'm into like monogamy whatever but i see the the wonderful spontaneity 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 and lustful and 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 openness and things that can happen from you know allowing uh, even if you when you love your wife or your husband to allow them to whatever you know even though you have that love between the two of you like it's just different it's different right. I, I understand it I agree Aaron this does make EastEnders look weak you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so true so by 1623 mm. documentation about Artemisia is getting a bit tricky but how just... old was she at that point what like 30 you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, around 30-ish, yeah. Mm. But her, the mentions of her husband disappear from the documentation about 
Did he, 1623. Did he die? Well, we don't know. They might have divorced. He might have died. Oh. And then it's really uh, difficult to date her paintings, and there's an absence of sufficient documentation that makes it tricky to actually follow Artemisia's movements and, and her life later in life. Mm. Um, it was once believed that she died in uh, sometime between 1652 and 1653, but then recently there was new evidence that shows that she was actually still accepting commissions in 54. What? So... Yeah. She don't doing it but on the grave, y'all. Yeah, I mean, so we were talking, <laughs> we, t- we spoke about on the live, we spoke about earlier in the episode, how there's things missing in history, oh, like yeah. documentation and stuff, that makes it then hard to pinpoint these artists, mm. and this is exactly what happened in her case, so we don't know exactly when she died, well, but it yeah. has been largely speculated that she might have died in a plague that swept Naples. There was this plague that swept Naples in 1956. Oh, dear. And it was responsible for wiping out this whole generation of, like, Neapoli- Neapolitan artists. Aye, the 1660 corona virus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. The original corona in Naples. So, Funny. You know, so we've talked about how incredibly, like, Artemisia was like this super accomplished artist. She was the first woman that was accepted to the Florence Academy of Art. Her story was lost slightly because it was tainted by the fact that, you know, she had this whole rape trial that she was the the subject of, mm. even though it wasn't her fault. Thing is, though, like, that idea of uh, the woman being the, the provocateur or the, the instigator mm. whenever, like, oh, a man has done these things to her, like, she invited it, like, that scenario has been the case till very fucking recently till like fucking the 90s oh definitely i mean it still goes on in parts of the world yeah let's not forget that but like also she was one of these artists because a lot of her work went into because she painted for court Mm. a lot of her artwork went into family collections oh so they would like just they disappeared straight away so a lot of them would disappear it's like you were talking about the Uh, artist before yeah 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 yeah. (coughs) excuse me clear my throat I'll clear I'll, I'll edit it and there's just one last thing I want to talk about so in 1997 there was a film called Artemisia and that was produced and directed by Agnes Merle mm-hmm. so Merle however in contrast to the actual story which we have full transcript of this yeah. court case exists so we know what happened we know what went on yeah. she depicts the sex within the film as loving and consensual this is a woman making this film so, two historical fabrications were used. Artemisia denies the rape under torture and tacitly falsely confesses to stop the torment. Yeah, but, like, where is she getting this information from? Where, where well, is she... she's spinning the story a different way. So, she has had access... You can access these records. But so what she does is she's, she's interpreted... differently. Yeah. She's, in, she's decided to re-spin the story into, like, a love story. Uh-huh. So, so... Sometimes fucking women. Ugh. Yeah. Just as bad. So... In her version of this film, Artemisia actually admits that the rape didn't happen and Tassie falsely confesses because he's like, oh no, I did do it because he wants to stop the torment or some bullshit like that. But this film was then met with like this huge amount of criticism because in the earlier campaigns, the film was presented as the untold true story of an extraordinary woman. The untold true story, which art historian Mary Garrard and feminist Gloria Steinem, thank you ladies, organised <laughs> they organised this campaign to inform audiences of the false representation and oh. Miramax had to retract that the film presents a true story because they completely changed yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole dynamic of, of the two that were involved. Yeah, it's not portraying the story accurately at mm. all. And like the women themselves even went on, they said they don't wish to interfere with the filmmaker's creative freedom or the distribution of the film. They didn't want to get mm. rid of it, but, but then, they just wanted to ensure that it didn't distort the concrete factual information that we have. Um, and the fact is, like, if you're if you're going to make a film based upon someone, right? Sure, fine, that's fine. Like, but that is such yeah. a crucial part of her story. Yeah, yeah. Like you can say. This is based upon a story. However, I have taken so many liberties. But when someone says, this is totally accurate, like I've, I've mm. researched it, like that's fucking wrong. Especially when it comes to things like this. Yes, because it's so important because it's all about fucking rape and shit. Like, oh. I knew this would make you mad, but I knew that you would love this <sighs> artist. And I knew, I, I knew that you would admire her, her tenacity and the fact that she fought back with her artwork. Yes. And I'm going to show you, Rosie, some of the artwork yes. in a minute. So, and don't forget, the, the the monster in this story, the bad guy, has been forgotten. Properly forgotten. I, I like that. Which is great. I mean, what was his name? I don't fucking care. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm I don't care. I'm not going to tell you. So, <laughs> let me show you some of the work. So, this is the Judith and Holofans. Uh, we'll put this on the Instagram feed and the Twitter feed. 
So her version is completely different. These two men are literally oh, yeah. right up there looking. They're there, they're ogling. And they're fucking bald old men. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, a bald man can be attractive too, but these I was gonna say, are let's not ins- let's not insult our bald men. I'm 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 just insulting the people in her picture. Not anyone watching. Oh, it's crashed. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, folks. I mean do you- So this is a self-portrait. Mm-hmm. Now, this is her Judith and Holofernes. Yes! I've seen that fucking one! And it's so So this is meant to be a self-portrait, and this is Tassie, her attacker in it. It's so similar to Caravaggio's one. However, like, the... the, the, I've put them side by side. The maid? The maid is on the other side, just waiting. And the... It's what's her name? Like, really hacking into it. Judith, yeah. But, like, the two of them together? This makes so much more sense. This is so much more feminine. Also, and I can the, see her face in it now. And also, the the one, I think, by Caravaggio, mm. the woman portraying Judith is more genteel. And, where oh, this yeah, is a she's... little bit more gritty and, like, real. Well, don't, don't you remember? I I did a, I, I took photographs of yeah, you. Yeah, me and Rob, yeah, yeah to yeah, recreate like, it. Yeah, like, to recreate it. And it was, it was more of this, like, um, solemn uh, sort mm. of, like, justified face mm. but with this one she she's fucking doing it she painted it in two versions so she painted mm. it with one of her in a yellow dress and one of her in a blue dress yeah um she also did one so this is after the event oh, the so head. this is her and her maid like escaping with and it's the almost, like you could they're still holding that sword like a badass like, i know it's incredible. Yeah. you could hide that head in the head you can tell is like this is this is a bit and a bit after because like the mm. the head is more green it, it has these like mm you know, sallow tones to it. Like, that's fucking amazing. Oh, this is another one of the the story with the Susanna and the elders peering down uh, on her. Creeps uh, right up next to her, like, pestering her. But she just, I mean, look at her beautiful work on these these feminine figures. Look like, at they're glorious. That. Look at that fucking material. Uh, I knew you'd love that one. I'm pretty, uh, sure, that, I'm pretty sure that's based on Mary, the Mary Magdalene story. There's so uh, many, so uh, many things to, um like share on the Instagram story once this episode goes live and oh, uh I just me like, too yeah. oh. I just like to say guest 0101 if you're bored fuck off <laughs> yeah simple as I don't just, watch I we mean, don't care Piss yeah what, what, why are you here if, you're, if just... you're bored don't watch us simple yeah we're talking about art man if you're not interested bye oh wait no that might be Mary Magdalene gotta run but we'll catch up soon have fun bye don't Aaron bye Aaron Oh yeah, thanks, Anthony. Yeah, all for misogyny. Mm-hmm. I know. Don't worry. So, yeah. Here's a female fan. Oh, I just oh. knew you'd love her. Like, if you love Caravaggio oh. and that that Baroque, yeah, time yeah. period of artwork, you'll love Artemisia. <laughs> if it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. Hey, hey, I love that joke. I know you do. She says it many a times. And also, what I love within like the Baroque style, and with a lot of her uh, Artemisia, uh, Artemisia Gentileschi <laughs> figurines, is that she paints real females. Yeah, um, that's she, how. Yeah, yeah, she she isn't about like uh, having these ideals or. I think these... that's how she differs slightly from Caravaggio. Yeah, like... yeah. Caravaggio tended to he well, I mean. He was gay. He was fascinated with mm. the male form, so he didn't really worry about the women's form. Mm. Like he could paint it, but you know, he just wanted to paint paint men. But she had that love of wanting to paint women, so she painted it mm. accurately without like these ideals or anything like that. And oh, oh, fucking fucking men, fucking fucking rape, and oh, I can't. Mm. It was it was a it's an atrocity. If you tried to tell that if that happened in today's standards in England, like it would be like what uh, the hell? But this was perfectly normal for back then. Perfectly normal. And I knew it was going to get you fired up. Literally, as I was typing it, I was like, "Oh my god, Rose is going to be so mad. This is going to be great." Um, it's like that really quiet anger. Though. Yeah, I know, I know. But I knew you'd love her work, and that's I, why I had to talk about her. Yeah, she's, she's incredible. I want to have a dress with her and Caravaggio on. Oh, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went so, like, such good in depth with it. I'm really here for it. I feel like I've been on a journey. Good. Wait, has it been an hour? I mean, it's getting close to it, I imagine. Maybe they've extended the time of the lives because Maybe. it's been over an hour. Yeah. 
we should probably wrap it up we should yeah because we've got other work to do <laughs> i think uh oh three people i bet that's chloe anthony and probably guest yeah maybe my mum <laughs> if she can get signal yeah well um i hope you enjoyed what you were talking about yeah go and look for these forgotten artists you really should it's so important like yeah i mean you see the constant stream of what you see on tiktok and instagram and you know what like me myself i find that i get oversaturated with just the general live feed of people and sure yeah like there are some highlights that come out of it but um i think like in present day we we are like we are, we are absolutely saturated with it so it's so hard to filter out what we actually want to see um it's almost it's almost like tiktok and instagram is like social news right and news doesn't have to be like you know actual news it's just like it's just what what am i doing cool yeah i'm eating a sandwich i'm doing a dance blah blah blah, blah. filter your life filter it and allow yourself to actually like see past what's going on right now all that noise all that noise look into history see all the different artists that are there see artemisa see vivian meyer like they didn't have the internet they didn't they didn't have to worry about like who would think of them in their later life you know and I, I think that's, that's just, it's, it's, it's so important to not be swayed by um, false perspective and fashion. The fashion of I was what's say, popular. Let's not say there's anything wrong with fashion. No, I'm that's not saying. industry. I'm not saying fashion. I'm saying the, like, um, the, 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 the idea <laughs> yeah, of no, I what's fashionable. You know? You can tell she's had a lot of wine because she's just got very philosophical. Mm. Yeah. Well, this is empty and I need piss, so. Let's let's wind up this live. (laughs) Let's wind up this episode. Thank you for joining us, folks. Thank you. We had a wonderful weekend. It was so fun. We hope you've enjoyed this first little experiment taster session of a filming and recording all in one go if people enjoy this and it does really well then we might consider doing this on twitch and more on instagram a bit more yeah we'll but, we, goes. but but we're um because we always do a live every month we're gonna be we're both getting tattoos in blackpool uh yeah. so we're gonna both be there for our live so you get to have this but a little bit different yeah for next month's theme a little bit different yeah it's my it's my birthday theme it is yeah because next month's Rosie's birthday yeah <laughs> but you gotta wait until then yes um, and we'll show you our you know tattoos <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no we're glad you dropped dropped along dropped by well, yeah oh. apart from the dude that kept asking to see our boobs yeah oh for fuck's sake oh I said bye bye I don't think he's there anymore Thank you to our actual lovely listeners and fans. I know, my brother. I think my brother and Chloe hung around. Thank you. At one point, I think we had 10 people. Oh my God. I know. number for us. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we're so happy that you joined and dropped by. Um, And we'll see you soon. Yeah. We love you. Bye. Bye. How do I? How do I do this? (laughs) That's the one. Drunk Art Review is created, produced, and hosted by me, Rosie Alexander, and Jennifer Kemp. If you want to chat with us a little further, drop by our Instagram or send us an email at drunkartreview at hotmail.com. All music and sound design was free-sourced. <laughs>